so, so Andy, have you heard from Jav yet? Uh, cannot get hold of him at all. That's it's going to be a bit of a problem, isn't it? Because we 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 need it. I mean, he's we've given he's him the one we've that... given him the hour and a half that he normally needs. Yeah, yeah, and frankly, we need somebody to uh, take the Mickey out of throughout, right? Guys, what? guys, guys, guys! I'm here. Don't panic. It's me. You can take the Mickey out of me. Hooray! It's Carol from Smashing Security. Oh. You're listening to the Host Unknown podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are joining us. And welcome to the Host Unknown podcast. Um, well, well, let's let's uh, talk about the elephant in the room. Um, Andy, how are you? Good, thank you. Not too bad. That diet's going well. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm very well, too. This biggest loser thing is not working. Um, Carol, hello and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How are That's you guys? Right. You guys are in good shape? Thank you for being the uh, Jav replacement. Well, you know, there's no way I can fill his monstrously sized shoes. but uh... <laughs> Or trousers, or shirts, or anything, really. Absolutely. He does leave a huge hole in our lives, but... Uh, I'm very um, happy to be seen as a jab replacement. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> all, all we ask is that upgrade. you upgrade. We would say upgrade. You yeah. keep that beard that we sent you in the post. If you could keep that on. Oh, I've been growing my own. I've been growing oh. my own. <laughs> it's not worked very well. I'm not so, so, so yeah. as you're sitting there stroking your chin, you know. <laughs> so yes, folks, uh, Javad is unable to make it this week. Uh, so we thought we would well go for. Mark II, the, the show must go on. version. The show must, well, the show will go on anyway. Um, <laughs> trust me. Uh, I think it's got a life of its own anyway. The, 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 all three of us, we'd, we'd be like um, the triggers broom of podcasts. You know, in a few years' time, the host unknown podcast will have three entirely different uh, uh, presenters on it, um, but we'll still be the host unknown podcast. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. But uh, welcome, Carol. Uh, how have you been this week? Um, I've been very, very well. Thank you very much. How have Jolly you guys man. been this week? Well, we're good. We're okay, good. Okay, well, we, we're going to have a good show then. We, we've been looking forward to this all week. We've heard you've got a rat in the garden. Now, <laughs> I do. Why, why is Graham coming round so often? <laughs> I do have a rat in the garden. I've talked yeah. about it on Smashing but Security. And I actually tribute act, less yeah, well-known song. And, and I even I even said my pick of the week is going to get rid of this rat, and it has not. So I have to come clean next week. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that's not fun. But uh, Wirewool is now my new friend. For those of a certain age who may remember the the comic Jasper Carrot, uh, look him up on YouTube and look for the um, Jasper Carrot Mole Hunt. Uh, and basically, he sits on a swivel chair with a shotgun trying to shoot moles in his garden. Uh, and it's hilarious. And I can, you know, well, Carol, what have you got to lose? You know, mm, um, I don't know, gun laws. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, no for that. Don't worry. Don't worry. You know, but you I don't want to kill him. I just want him to not hang out at my place. So I'm trying to make it as least comfortable for rats as possible. So, at li- li- what? So you're making it filthy and dirty, and you know. <laughs> no, I've just gotten rid of all the food and the make, garden, make... the water. The, <laughs> the birds aren't coming anymore. It's just yeah. It's, yeah it's Dave, how are we going to get little birds next year then? <laughs> um, Andy, so what have you been up to this week? 
Uh, I went into London for the first time yesterday. And um, what? Were yeah, you alone? Did you well, see well, sorry, not else? the first. Time. <laughs> I say first time since February 2020. Uh, I, I had to return say, to the office. It's my first time in the big smoke. <laughs> yeah, return to the office to collect all of uh, all the stuff that I'd left there. Um, what, in a little box in with, the 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 with a house plant yeah. out well, the no, so they the office they did uh, quite well so they cleared everything that was on the desks um, you know pedestals were kind of left as they were if they were locked um, and my pedestal was locked full of junk full of expenses from like the before times which I uh, need to put in um, and lots of chocolate as well so it was, which, it was actually which a worthwhile which has gone white and crumbly uh, I don't know I've not opened it yet but uh, I think it'll be fine it was all still sealed, and yeah, you know, it's just like best before, really. That stuff doesn't really go off. No, Worst yeah, case, of it'll not. taste It'll like be Hershey's, fine. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean vomit? <laughs> yeah. So, so hang on. I just, just, just to go back there, you've got some expenses from the before four times that need to yeah. be submitted. So this is and they're going to accept they're, them. Yeah. They're like eighteen months old, right? Well, yeah. So, but to be fair, so in what January twenty twenty, I went to Peru. For work and yes. when i got back you know to the office i then went to germany and so i'd, I'd put all my receipts in the drawer and then obviously i've right. not had the chance to go back to get them well, since not so strictly you know, true well i've not had the chance to go back you know it's uh, it's been difficult to get into the office you know there's been a lockdown going on have right? you have you been traveling a lot or something there's oh, been a lockdown going on about... right there's... Yeah. yeah, are we seriously going to talk about expenses for five minutes? No. Oh, wow. Only because Andy can afford to not submit expenses for flights and things like that. So no, it's not flights. I, it's uh, it's just hotel costs. Do you know what hotels? Graham was very very bad at doing expenses when we used to work in corporate land, and he used to have this huge spike with about fifty thousand invoices on it. And I was we had a big deadline to get them in <laughs> if we wanted to get them paid. And I said, Graham, I'll do them for you for twenty percent, right? For for twenty percent of the cash. <laughs> Because otherwise you're going to get zero percent of the cash. And he said no. He said no, and he he well he was able to talk those his way around it. Six, you know, eighteen months later and get the money back. But you know what I mean? So like, so Tom's God. offered to do that for ten percent, and Jab yeah, offered to offer... for nine percent. No, it's the other way around. <laughs> I said other... nine, Jab said ten. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll do it so, for twenty. Yeah. I think you're right. I'll do it for twenty. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Sold. <laughs> The trustworthy what? one. <laughs> there you go. It's not uh, about the price only, it's the quality. Yeah. So you're, uh, I heard you're isolating this week, Tom. I am. My NHS test and trace app told me that I have to isolate until next Wednesday. Oh, uh, obviously you're double jabbed, the... right? Yeah, I'm double jabbed, but I obviously licked the wrong person over the weekend. because The wrong um... door handle, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, <laughs> apparently, like, just googly eyes on the door handle. They <laughs> 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 googly after I've licked it. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, I I went out to Bristol on Saturday with a friend, did a bit of shopping and uh, dinner and all all that sort of stuff. And you know, and then Wednesday morning got told that uh, I had an encounter. On Saturday, well, I could have told you that, but uh, I had an, uh, an encounter with someone who was uh, apparently infected on Saturday. So I've had to uh, t uh, isolate, take oh, a wow. PCR test, which, and this is a bizarre thing. So you're told to isolate, then you're told you have to have a PCR test, which you either go somewhere to take the test, which not not good if you if you have to isolate, but you can have one delivered to you. So I'll get it delivered, and then you have to take it to the post box. 
So, Brilliant. yeah, absolutely. I thought I thought they sent someone to pick it up. No, it's a PCR test. No, 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 no. It goes into the post box. Huh. So I, I double masked up and all that sort of thing. But my friend who was with me on Saturday, she had a PCR test and hers came back negative this morning. Uh, unfortunately, my son, uh, he had a PCR test and his came back positive this morning. So I am waiting right. with bated breath to see whether I'm going to turn into one of the zombie hordes or not. Your poor son. Patient zero oh. for... A whole I know, wave of I know. people. He's he's on Instagram <laughs> charting his isolation journey. Nice. <laughs> said he's going to grow love a beard. That so much. Yeah, he love said that. he's going to grow a beard, and I didn't have. Can he do that? Him. Yeah, well, yeah, he's eighteen. I mean, so so legally he's allowed to grow a beard. But uh, I hate to tell him that, you know, frankly, mate, at eighteen, that any beard you grow, uh, well, it's, would probably be on the endangered species list. Let's face it. So. You're, you're going to be go out of isolation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been quite a week, really. Oh, and my car was written off. Did I say that last yes, week? Yes, we remember. talked about it last week. Yeah, oh, right, because you, you, you can't drive, so yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so you, yeah, it's book a job for you, isn't it, sir? It's like, well, you know, what else could go wrong? Don't answer oh, never that universe. Ask. Yeah. Do not answer that universe. Oh, dear. So, what have we got for you coming up today? In This Week in InfoSec, the most famous of DBIR's launches and the source of security talks for a decade hits the wild. In the rant of the week, Carol obviously saves us all with some real journalistic content and integrity. Billy Big Balls of the week, Project Halo versus TikTok's anti-vaxxers, who will win? Industry News brings you the latest and greatest news from our PA Newswire from around the world. Sticky Pickle of the Week makes a long-awaited return where our protagonist deals with a neighbourly pickle. And finally, Tweet of the Week has crime professionalised at long last. So, Andy, I think we should move on to the very first item on our agenda. This week. In InfoSec. Love that jingle. I do love that sweeper. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's that part of the show. Never heard anything like it before. <laughs> totally unique, but yet just familiar as well. <laughs> it is that part of the show where we take a stroll down InfoSec memory lane to revisit events of yesteryear. Um, and this is with content liberated from the Today in InfoSec Twitter account and embellished by us. <laughs> Just thought we'd get in there. So there was Jill, there was a story I dropped, and now I'm wondering whether it would have would have fit in better. But the original um, story I was going to go is, was from 14th of June, like 2001, so 20 years ago. The adjective cyber was added to the Oxford English Dictionary. So... Tom, all that stuff you were doing with strangers on the internet prior to 2001 wasn't cybering. It was just being perverted behind the keyboard. Um, uh, so, yeah. So I was just a if, pervert then, not a cyber pervert. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But if you, yeah. like, the words that went in are the same day on the 14th of June 2001. Uh, well, obviously, cyber, cyber cafe, cyber cultural, cyber culture, cyber nought, cyber phobia, cyber sex, cyber shop. Cyber squatter and cyber squatting. They couldn't have just said uh, cyber hyphen and said, you know, 
Yeah. Well, they what, did, they had that at the top as a you know a combination of other, but these well, were the actual other words. What's interesting is most it. most of those don't exist anymore. I mean, even Cyber Cafe. I mean, come on. No, but that's, that's what no. I mean. So, don't you think like by two thousand and one, this stuff should have already gone? What taking things out of it is kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah, we've got cyber <laughs> squatting, which exists, and yeah cyber crime that exists yeah. but most of that other stuff doesn't really exist anymore so no it just seemed like it got in late anyway but yeah good times yeah. back then yeah um but anyway, so i think we know the, the, why the you left that story, story out anyway but yeah well so it was the uh i was thinking about the time when um you know the chat rooms in the late 90s where men are Men were men, women were men, and children were FBI agents, right? That was the <laughs> thing I always think of about cyber. Uh, but the real first story is on or around 13 years ago, the 11th of June, 2008, uh, Verizon released the first edition of its annual data breach investigations report. Uh, and obviously, instance is still a thing. Data breaches are still a, th- still a thing. Some stuff has changed. Some hasn't. Time keeps ticking. Um, so I've included a link to the original press release, which you can see, and it also says, Baskin Ridge, New Jersey, nearly nine in 10 corporate data beaches could have been prevented had reasonable cybersecurity measures been in place, according to a comprehensive report issued today by Verizon Business. And hmm. then it goes on to say think, that, you know, the 2008 the investigations since, report. They do, and also that doesn't roll off the tongue. So I know they've abbreviated DBIR in future years. But at the time, they said it spanned more than 500 forensic investigations, uh, analysing hundreds of corporate breaches, including the three of the five largest ones ever reported. Um, But if you think 2008, only 500 investigations. So obviously, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that this investigation report... Um, provides, you know, the annual analysis for all security instances and data breaches, um, you know, cross-sector, categorised by sector. I think public sector is the biggest contributor. Um, often referenced in marketing materials, you know, where whatever product the company's selling is, you know, solved by whatever they highlight in the Verizon report. Um, but from the 500 investigations 13 years ago, this year's 2021 report analysed 79,635 incidents, um, of which only Hmm. 29,207 met their quality standards. Uh, So I think the numbers indicate there is still life left in these reports. Yeah, totally. And I'm just reading uh, this 2008 one, the recommendations for enterprises. I mean, all those points are still perfectly valid. Still valid. <laughs> so like align with policy, create a data retention plan, control data with transaction zones. You know, so it's interesting. You see, this is what happens when you invite somebody on the show who actually reads things. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. Sorry, guys. Oh, no. Tom's already moved on to the Sorry, next I'll, one. Should I put like, my yeah, brain yeah. on the shelf? I can do yeah. that if you like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bubble gum for the brain. That's what this show is. It's, you don't have to think about stuff. The second story I had, the 17th of June, 2010. Uh, So a mere 11 years ago, the Stuxnet worm was first discovered by Sergi Ulasen at the Belarusian antivirus software vendor, Virus Blockada. 
uh, and then there's uh, the announcement in there. Um, but if you've heard of Stuxnet and don't really get what all the fuss was about at the time, uh, you know, what huge, made yeah. this unique was that it was, yeah, it was huge. It was a really sophisticated type of worm that sort of exploited mm. multiple previously unknown Windows Zero Day vulnerabilities to infect computers. Um, but its purpose wasn't just to infect, you know, all PCs. It, you know, actually had a real world, you know, physical payload at the at the end of it. Um, so it used to target centrifuges that we used to produce um, enriched uranium that powered nuclear yeah. weapons. Um, so yep. it was first discovered in 2010, but they believe that development actually started in 2005, um, and it spread like crazy. But it actually did little or no harm to con- computers that basically weren't involved in uranium enrichment. Um, yeah. So the way it worked... But it used them to hop computer. along. You know, it used those mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. It didn't have a payload on them, but it used them to spread. This, Yeah, the specific um, a, a uranium enrichment facility in a specific country, um, well, Iran, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> um, it literally targeted and uh, those, those actual... Well, it's targeted at a single physical location, so it wasn't just all um, uh, uranium enrichment facilities, uh, because it's been found in the wild since, and in in various other um, industrial control systems around the world. That it, it simply hasn't executed because it didn't meet the criteria that it, it needed to, which was this, yeah. you know, these centrifuges in this environment. Yeah, yeah. absolutely fascinating. Okay, well, I was going to say, yeah, so the, the way it worked, obviously, it looked for um, specific PLCs or programmable logic controllers that are made by Siemens, uh, and then it would alter that programming, which would make the centrifuge spin too quickly for too long and then damage the sort of equipment that's used in the process. Um, but while it's doing that, it tells the controller that everything's working, it, everything's working fine, uh, which yeah. obviously makes it difficult to detect or you know diagnose what's going on until too late. Um yeah, and definitely not script uh, to your point about you know the, the different <laughs> definitely not script kiddies yeah so and this is to the point no. where it's targeting specific companies um it is accepted that stuxnet was created by the intelligence agencies of the united states and israel um yeah the worm was given the code name operation olympic games under george w bush um and i think it was it was although neither government officially acknowledged it um when the head of the Israeli Defense Forces retired in 2011, he did actually list Stuxnet as one of his successes under his watch. So, it's like, although no one officially admitted to it, this guy was like, "Yeah, one of my proudest moments is, you know, creating this." Um, so yeah, Stuxnet often heard, but um, yeah. yeah, very big in infosec history. Good, good memory lane piece. It's it's almost like it's this week in InfoSec. We are officially the most entertaining content amongst our peers. <laughs> can, can I take? Can I? Okay. What? What's? What's? It's mm. true. Mm. It's true. We've got mm. a certificate to prove it. Mm. Uh, have you though? <laughs> yes, actually, I do. <laughs> They, they sent it. <laughs> what? What's wrong with that? We are officially <laughs> the most entertaining content amongst our peers. I just think, you know, I, um, congratulations. 
Oh dear. Anyway, this week's Listen up! Rant of the week. It's such a mother rage! I love that. So is it over to me? It's over to you, Carol. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to uh, talk about Britain's privacy chief. So Elizabeth Denham, the head of the ICO, blogged a warning yesterday about facial recognition technology. And she was saying that people should uh, be free to go shopping or walk around a town without having our biometric data collected and analyzed with every step we take. Hallelujah, I think to that. Now, yeah. yeah. And Denim's comments follow a warning by the EU data protection authorities last year over this unfettered use of biometric data and facial recognition. And they urged companies and agencies to consider less intrusive tools. Um. So do you, do you guys think they're right to get their knickers in a twist about face prints? Yes, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I, think, I, I think it should be used in the same way as wiretaps and stuff like that. If there is a, a valid and you know, public good reason to start, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to start scanning people's faces in a crowd in a particular location or, or even a city specific, for a period of yeah. days, yeah, for a specific uh, threat, et cetera, then absolutely. But it should not be done en masse, uh, you know, just in case. No, and the way that these kind of technologies gain momentum is by scaring the public and saying, this is really good to catch the bad guys. So you want that, don't you? And exactly. the costs of it are yeah. not often communicated, I'd say. So ever since the New York Times first reported on Clearview AI, that was back in January 2020. God, time flies, eh? Um, but since then, people have been paying a bit more attention to this and getting a bit more worried. Now, Clearview AI, for those that don't remember, was this is this crazy controversial company in my view. Uh, they built a business based on the faces of 3 billion people by scraping the web without the knowledge of the people like the Facebooks that were holding the pictures or the individuals like you and me whose pictures have been scraped. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. And uh, this tech was then made available as a SaaS for cops looking for suspects or rich fat cat investor types wanting to identify hot young things or whatever. There was one report in the New York Times that said this guy used it to identify his daughter's date in a restaurant just by taking a snap and running it through the Clearview AI on his phone. Fuck's sake. I mean, how um, outrageous is that? Right? Um, no, it's so... Well. Well, the thing know. is, now we've known about Clearview and its operations. Now they uh, and there's many lawsuits, uh, both national in the states, and there's like legal complaints lodged in five different countries at the moment. Um, but Clearview continued to operate and, by its account, grow. The company says it now has three thousand one hundred law enforcement agencies using its services. Um, the Army and the Air Force are customers. ICE signed a $224,000 deal in August. Uh, child yeah, education investigation units are, are supervising the deployment of Clearview in a, in a variety of investigations. And even the Canadian RCMP. Um, so they've been dealing with months of bad press for having trialed this software. Um, I actually talked about it last year on Smashing Security, but... Yeah. Um, the Canadian commissioner, Danielle Thirien, said, uh, in our view, our government institutions simply cannot collect personal information from a third-party agent if that third-party collection was unlawful in the first place. And I agree with that. Per I agree with that 
So you can't collect information unless you collect it legally. And by yeah, filming or, people... Or, or, or for the greater good. The yeah, greater well, good. that's... Yeah, it gets complicated, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and even Tuesday this week, a group of lawmakers, including Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, reintroduced their Facial Recognition and Biometric Technology Moratorium Act, which would halt federal government use of biotechnology like facial recognition. So the question that UK ICO Elizabeth Dunham uh, asked in her blog post was how far should we as a society consent to police forces reducing our privacy in order to keep us safe? And I think that's... Yeah, I'm, I'm so not this... a fan of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what you... Go ahead. I, I think, you know, Elizabeth Dunham has not done much at all in the ICO. She's She's been very ineffective. Virtually mm -hmm. every single privacy professional I know disparages her greatly. This mm -hmm. sounds to me like the, the, the single most important thing she's done is to publicly come out to get at, at this. And I think like any new technology, it's a, it's a case of the technology will will race ahead of legislation because well, it already has. I would argue. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But uh, mm -hmm. will race ahead of legislation, and it takes governments with certain ethical and moral convictions to actually rein that back. Because what they're being seen to do is to rein back free enterprise. I just um, yeah, there should be know, like this ethic committee where software like this needs to kind of you know be kind of go go through get tested to make sure that it meets you know whatever yeah but then you lose all all the elements of um of uh research and development and the actual you know the, the all the all the good stuff that can come out of it we end up with a you know, a, te a technology industry that is actually hamstrung in its ability to develop stuff and test stuff. I don't know. The, so, uh, for example, the antivirus industry, we certainly have uh, testing units like Virus Bulletin and Anso and all kinds of, you know, bona fide groups that are there saying, yeah, this software, we've looked at it and this is good. You, should, you can install this and not be worried. No, absolutely, absolutely. But if, if for instance, um, you know, those antivirus companies are told, you know, you cannot release anything until it goes through this government regulation committee. That's going to cause problems. That's going to cause problems in the mm. in the innovation space, right? Mm. No, because, no, and certainly we're not going to solve it here because it is a big issue, right? Like, well, all I think around. we should solve it here. We've got at least <laughs> another half an hour. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you. I can tell you the issues. Or, we'll sorry, take, Andy, we'll take ahead, a sorry. vote at the end. Okay. Well, I was okay. going to say we'll As take a vote we at the end. Whatever, whatever that. What do we decide? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So whatever we decide, Elizabeth Denning, you just make it happen. Okay. <laughs> I think I think that's fairly straightforward. Absolutely. Like, and the issues. One of the big issues is um, many algorithms that that basically were facial uh, facial recognition algorithms have been found to be much less accurate in identifying in identifying people of color or yeah. women. Right. And this, of course. Um, means you know its use could worsen systemic bias right leading to wrong arrests or yep. name and shame campaigns right this is not just in the hands of uh you know law enforcement apparently the way this is getting in is by free trials right so <laughs> somebody's gonna get gets targeted by clearview ai's marketing firm and they're like here try it for free they kind of go wow this is amazing and people like the nba are using it Right, probably what? To scan the crowds. For? I don't what? know, but maybe the someone does something. I mean, their argument would be, uh, "We had an issue over here, so we identified the culprit, 
and his name is this, and they send it to the cops. <laughs> Surely that's just, you know, if nothing, it doesn't need facial recognition. Just take a no, photo and use the old Mark One eyeball. Yeah, the CCTV gotta be, stuff. You gotta be have, for a loyalty yeah. scheme. Loyalty scheme. This person <laughs> yeah. keeps coming. Probably. Yeah. No, but, and there's no law to say that you can't do that at the moment. Is it to catch out rat? cheaters on the kiss cam? So when the kiss cam goes round and two people kiss, yeah, you can go. There's a bit yeah. of facial recognition. It works out that that's not Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, and I know that's Mrs. Actually, Smith's number. I'll call yeah, her up. Yeah, that's Mrs. Smith and her neighbour. Yeah. And if you think about just facial recognition being a problem, think about multi-factor biometrics, which are well underway, where you would take things like a facial a facial recognition or face print, but also a gait, a walk, the way they walk or the length of the, their strides and all this information working together to truly identify an individual who is just on the street. We should we should just stick to passwords now. The reason I'm talking about this is because I wanted to finish with this cute little story. We're ridiculous, really. I want to know what you think about this, too. Okay, So Canon, uh, the camera and tech company, have implemented an unusual way to deal with workplace morale that involves facial recognition. Are you ready? Interesting. Or can you guess? Can you guess? I'm interested. Uh, they get Quentin Taylor to wander around and regale everybody that he recognises with a, a hunting or fishing story. It's better than that. Oh, it's more horrible. Really? It's horrible. Really? Because yeah. I'd pay for that. So this is uh, AI-enabled smile recognition technology. They have installed this uh... in their Chinese subsidiary. And cameras only let smiling workers enter rooms or book meetings, <laughs> ensuring that every employee is definitely 100% happy at all times. Interesting. Now, now oh, come on. No, well, Tom, yeah. can I just I say... I quit. I Tom, your previous office, when we used to visit you there, you had a machine that would dispense haagen if you smiled at it. It wasn't haagen it was walls. Uh, but yet, yeah, it would. It, it was would, free ice cream. That's what I remember. It was free ice cream. <laughs> That's and why you I were smiled. smiling. You <laughs> smiled. All the time. You haven't yeah, stopped smiling. But yeah, we built we built a vending machine that would vend ice cream to you if you smiled at it. The downside for free. being them for free. For free. <laughs> no, yeah. it cost a smile. It cost a smile, yeah. which for some people um, was a lot. And 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 do you not do you not remember? It took about four attempts for it to dispense an ice cream for Jav. Yeah, it can tell when you're faking it. That's the... Well, this is true. I, I don't know if it's just because I'm a girl or whatever, but I don't like being told smile, right? No. I think I was told that a lot as a kid. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. cheer so up, love it might never happen. Yeah, yeah. Cheer oh, up. It'd be so yeah. much prettier if you smiled. Like, all that garbage. I hate all that shit. Yeah. So I find it yeah. kind of just like... But, but would you smile for an ice cream? If it wasn't... Yeah, maybe. If it was a free ice cream, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah, yeah. it's much easier. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They were good. Just offer ice cream. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, very good. Very oh, I good. like Thank that one you. in uh, China oh. because, yeah, I would never go to meetings. The door would never open for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? I wonder if oh, they put it on. I, I wonder if it's just the employees. Maybe it's also the visitors. Yeah. Oh, it really does add to the, uh, I can't come into work today because my dog died. Yeah. Quite and literally, I physically cannot get in because the building won't let me in because yeah. I'm unhappy. 
Imagine yeah. you're firing someone. I, yeah. You're about to fire someone and you're going into the meeting say, room yeah. and you've got a smile, your big cheeky grin <laughs> before you go in and go, I'm sorry, your life's over. Yeah, and you have to smile to leave the room as well. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much, uh, Carol, for this week's Rant of the Week. Very welcome. It doesn't matter if the judges were drinking. <laughs> Host Unknown was still awarded Europe's most entertaining content status. Just milk that cow. Oh, oh we will yeah. milk that until there's nothing left. <laughs> We've got 12 months to milk it. And even then, we'll still say that, that, that uh, we're still the most popular. So, moving swiftly on, it's now me for this week's Look at the size of that thing. Carol's colossus cojones. We, we had that redone just for you, Carol. I don't know how I feel about that. What, about your colossal cojones? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're, 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 an, we're an open team here. You know, we're, we're gender neutral. Um, I don't know, in fact, I don't know what the gender neutral version of that would be. Something like, well, who knows? Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, this week's uh, Billy Big Balls of this of the week, uh, there is a team on TikTok. Well, obviously there's a team on TikTok. Everybody's on TikTok except me. And uh, me. But no, only see, only the best people stay off TikTok. <laughs> Come on, so, you've got to get on there. <laughs> no, I've seen what it does to you. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning. Oh, look at this one, Jav. Isn't this good? Yeah, yeah, brilliant, Andy. <laughs> God! Oh, look, our, our, our news feeds or whatever it's called are, are aligned. Oh, Maybe we're like page. TikTok brothers. It's called yeah, a for that... you page. That's for you, I... yeah. Your your fap is aligned with my fap or whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, so Team Halo is an initiative on TikTok, uh, primarily, but you know, social media generally. Uh, where uh, healthcare professionals are producing the kind of content that you would normally only find produced by anti-vaxxers and other kind of uh, conspiracy theorists. And they're getting together to produce um, social media shorts and um, actual, you know, factually authenticated content around... Uh, combating the falsehoods of COVID-19 and to promote accurate vaccine science, which, Christ, has it really taken this long for us to get, you know, our, our act together for something like this? Well, yeah, it is astounding, though, if you ever Google the terms that, a, for example, an anti-vaxxer might Google, all the results are seem to me to be in support of, of that viewpoint. Like, it yeah. is really scary. Yeah, absolutely. Google, Facebook, you've got mm-hmm. a lot to answer for here. And in fact, there was uh, pictures of people. Um, uh, I think it was in their in their local in their sort of state um, senates, uh, going up and talking about how how the the science was was uh, saying that the vaccines were dangerous, etc. And there was a there was an MD, uh, a, an actual uh, doctor, up there talking about. Why, how the fact that there was metal inside of the vaccine that caused her to be mag- magnetic. Yeah. Uh, and another woman, and, and in the background, there was there was somebody in the audience looking at her really seriously, but there was an, 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 uh, 
uh, a woman who went up and testified again, and she said, why is this key sticking to me? And she's got a key stuck to the, the sweaty skin on her chest. And there's a woman in the background who, uh, well, has just got a face like a, what the hell are you talking about? But the amount of utter rot that is out there, I mean, magnetic keys, what happens your, if they need what? an MRI? Are they actually going to die having one? Well, they stick well, to the top. He, yeah. He's hoping. <laughs> he's hoping because that'll thin the crowd out a little bit, right? Tom, oh, Tom, what? I'm... These these people are putting yours and my lives at risk. No, I agree. You know they are. They're doing. They, they would do less harm if they went out with a semi-automatic. I'm just not thinking rifle. that you know, <laughs> wiping them off the uh, the existence of humanity is the way forward. Maybe, but oh, so I'm a, a misinformation campaign. <laughs> there oh, feels I'm like not. there's steps in between we could probably take before we get there. Yes, right? yeah. like these doctors and scientists are doing by fighting yeah. the misinformation. No, so, let's yeah. just suggest that they go for a little scan at the hospital. <laughs> You know, and anyway, it won't kill them because it isn't it isn't true. <laughs> yeah. So so my threat is entirely hollow. Uh but um but yeah, so it's the reason why I wanted to bring this up as a as a colossal cojones is that finally educated people and not educated people who've been told to, you know, go and educate yourself. Um, but people who actually know about the subject, people who actually work in the field, are fighting back against this wave of misinformation and dangerous data that's being used to um, basically prolong human suffering. Um, I think, though, I think the issue, though, is I think a lot of people are actually spreading this this mis- this misinformation in good faith, and I don't really feel that people who are duped by something maybe due to lack of information or access to information or education or whatever should be held accountable if they're just trying to save theirs. So so I can see it's a very sticky situation, right? They're not doing it to be to spread shit. I'm sure there are some, but most I, of them I think are. there's a core of people that are. And yeah. those are the ones that I'm particularly concerned about. I would agree with you on that. Yeah, absolutely. They're the ones that are doing this deliberately or are actually so misinformed and so um, out of touch and uh, how can I, not uneducated, that's the wrong term, lack even the most basic form of critical thinking. I don't know. I also think, no, I don't don't know if I I think also that um, we are very lucky in that I spend every day looking at media or distilling media or writing media or doing some kind of something with it. So I'm able to slalom around them in a way that I feel confident I'm getting the right information that I need. But that's a skill that I've honed over 20 years. But we have we have access to more information than we ever have had in our lives. And yet we go with, you know, we go with something that's bright, shiny and loud. Well, it's kind of hard to find the own. right information if you don't have the right words, I'll tell you. Uh, well, it, it doesn't help when the whole, all the media is being influenced against you, as it were. So you've got these these people that are actually deliberately misinforming. Yes. Everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yep. yeah, I just, I, I find it, you know, some of the the leaps of logic that people take completely astounding. 
completely astounding. Not this whole, you know, I, when I was talking to somebody about the, the test and trace thing and the fact that I got notified that I was in contact with someone and, and, and they said, um, well, that's why I turn turn my notification off on on the app. Mm. Well, I, I'm just, yeah. that, you just you just that, don't need that, that type of bad news to ruin your day, do you? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's like you know I'm you know as you say, Andy, I'm getting these chest pains around my heart, and I you know so I'm you know I'm, I'm going to have another bacon sandwich to make me feel better. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's I you know well it, I switched that off so I don't have to get well just. Uninstall the app, then don't. I know, but then you're not. I think people are actually addicted to these things. Like I do think we will learn in the next decade or so that there's actually addictive things that happen in your brain when it comes to certain of these apps. The psychological warfare that's happening is astounding. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, just give people a break. Just blame the baddies. Well, well, I am, and also stop being so damn reasonable, for goodness' sake. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> it's not very funny, Carol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm saving my jokes for my shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, okay. So this, this, well, okay. Well, that was this week's <laughs> Carol's Colossus Cajones. <laughs> Is that Andy saying that? <laughs> no, no, that's that's uh, Mr. Fiver. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Right, moving very, moving very swiftly on because we're short of time because uh, Andy's computer's failed us again. Uh, let's move on to this week's... Industry News. VW vendor leaves data unsecured. Industry News. IKEA fined $1.2 million for spying on employees. Industry News. Third of staff use security workarounds at home. Industry news. IoT supply chain bug hits millions of cameras. Industry news. Most ransomware victims are hit again after paying. Industry news. Football fever puts password security at risk. Industry news. Hackers can spy on Peloton workouts. Industry (laughs) news. A billion C... VS records exposed. Industry news. Suddenly new malware blocks access to piracy Industry sites. Industry news. And that was this week's... <laughs> Industry news. That's like... Carol, where's, where's the... You, you sounded like you were multitasking while reading those out. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Making show notes for... She thought of a funny joke that she's going to use yeah, on uh, Smashing yeah. Security. That's like, oh, 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 it's my time. A billion uh, CVS. Uh, no, I just—I was worried I would get the acronym wrong because I normally I'm, I'm a bit oh, dyslexic actually when it comes to IKEA acronyms. I find one point two million dollars for spying on employees. <laughs> <laughs> I've just Tom, been in, doing this for an yeah. hour and a half. It's like my limit. Insult the guest, Tom. Good work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like you, Andy. You're going to come on my show, aren't you? I'm going to love oh, it. Oh, dear. As no, long as we're going to love there, you. As long as he goes on there one more time than Jav, that's all he asks. Well, maybe three times, Tom. Ooh, four. <laughs> well, you'd have to go on there five times. You'd have to go on there every week for the next five weeks. To, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk, Andy. <laughs> Look, if you need, if, if you ever need someone, you know, as a last resort, you can you can not bother calling me now. So. <laughs> He's the last last okay. resort. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, no problem. Okay. <laughs> what? No, no, no. He's just kidding. That's yeah. not what I meant. That's not what I meant. <laughs> this is the Host Unknown Podcast, the couch potato of InfoSec Broadcasting. So, in honour of you, Carol, and we're, we're running very short of time, but we've got one more um, uh, thing to get through for you. It's and not security is... related either, is it? Is it not? <laughs> it's not, no. Excellent. Data stream. Ever found yourself stuck in a pickle, yep. knee-deep in a dilemma? Like and subscribe to the Host Unknown podcast while you figure <laughs> out your sticky pickle. <laughs> I think I need a copy of that. <laughs> I'll More just than cut it up to. Bit. Yeah, we'll send well, it out. Send to your lawyers. <laughs> no, I'll put it on our show. <laughs> now tell me, someone has a sticky pickle for me? Fantastic. Yes, so I have a neighbourly sticky pickle uh, this week. This story has <gasps> come in. Um, obviously, it came to us instead of going direct to the Sticky Pickles podcast. So. That's okay. You guys are perfect doormen for me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we'll filter out the chuff and, you know, send you the good stuff. Uh, but as you hear, we chaff, thought the chuff. The chuff. <laughs> Filtering out the chuff is something else entirely. Rule 34. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what Jav does on WhatsApp, isn't it? We're now, we're now in sticky pickle land. So. Yeah. <laughs> so the protagonist in this story is a young man um, named Anthony. Okay. Now, okay. Anthony moved into this neighbourhood about six years ago, generally keeps himself to himself, uh, always been very polite with his neighbours, um, you know, even though he has suspicions that his neighbours, you know, maybe look down on him. Uh, and oh, this, why would this, that be? This kind of, well, it kind of goes back to when, you know, Anthony first moved in. Um, Is it because he's five foot four? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. It's the height thing. Uh, so he <laughs> was wearing a football shirt and he needed to borrow something from the neighbours, knocked on the door, and he noticed the neighbours were wearing rugby shirts. So it's a day that, you oh. know, sort of rugby was on. And, you know, there's this like. Oh, so class it's completely war. valid then in that case. Well, yeah, it's a type of thing I'd expect Tom to do, you know, like if he saw some, some football <laughs> fans move in his neighbourhood. Um, so although nothing's ever been said, I think, you know, there's always kind of, you know, that. They were kind of looking down at the shirt when he's wearing it, and they're like, mm, okay, you know, do we really want these kind of people moving in next to us? Um, mm. So this area that Anthony lives in, it's a particularly green area, okay? There's lots of mature trees. Um, Anthony is not a green-fingered person at all. Uh, so, you okay. know, it's so like... So he likes football and does not like gardening. Yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't appreciate, you know, these oak trees that have been there, you know, 200 years or whatever. It's kind of... The roots are a problem, Okay. Um, so, the, but you know it's all totally legal right so in the, mm-hmm. the first couple of years um you know this guy moved i think he had removed like three full-size trees from the garden okay because there's just no light in the back garden uh, at all like, oh they're on all, his property they're on, on his property, property these trees. yeah right and so there's um you know the, the neighbors to the right noticed when he did this uh, and they actually came around and said, hey, look, we noticed you're getting rid of these trees. Like, We've got this other tree that's on our boundary. Um, do you want to go go halves with us to get rid of it? And like Anthony's like, yeah, sure. You know what? That, that's a great idea. You know, I don't want this tree. If you don't want this tree, you know, we'll split the difference. Yeah, and then we go. Okay. the tree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Problem halved. You know, it's half the cost. Uh, good, good deal. So another like another time. Uh, you know, Anthony removed this other giant tree that was sort of on his side of the boundary, but, you know, it was very noticeable to the neighbours. And, uh-huh. you know, they were really happy when that went. 
um, okay. and they came out and said, oh, you know, it's amazing because they, they came out into the garden at the same time and they said, oh, it's amazing that one's gone. It's made such a difference to our garden. Um, and then, you know, the following year they had this new patio laid out, it, it, you know, they had all this work done and so they can now go out there. But the problem is there's more trees at the back and when the sun moves around by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, their new patio area is actually shaded <laughs> by these trees that are in Anthony's garden. Okay. And, you know, they kind of made sort of comments and they sort of said, like, you know, if you ever want to cut down those trees at the back, you know, would would happily contribute towards them, you know, sort of take some height off the top. Okay. And so, you know, no, no big issue. And, and you know, it's kind of, it was, it's kind of left for a while. And then, you know, over time, these sort of trees have grown a bit more. And then one day this, this neighbor came around and he said, look, you know, we've got this tree that's at the back. It's actually on your side, but I want to cut down. Uh, you know, all these branches off it, the ones that come over our side and maybe take a bit off the top. Are you okay with that? Okay. And so Anthony's like, you know what? It really doesn't bother me that much, right? You know, just, yeah, I would do that, you know, and then just let me know how much it is for my for my share of it, okay? Okay. And so yeah, the so it sounds like, all neighborly. Yeah, it's all neighborly. And the neighbor's like, okay, great, you know, I'll do that. And then he went off and the next day he comes around. Uh, Anthony wasn't available, but, you know, he spoke to Anthony's wife and said, uh, oh, going to get the tree down it's going to cost uh 700 pounds you know for for your two trees um you know you're okay with that and so anthony's wife's like okay no idea what's going on but sure and uh okay. so the neighbor's like well you know your husband said that you'd contribute towards it is, is that good and uh so she's like okay cool yeah whatever so the, these gardeners came in and um uh, and anthony just double checked with the guy uh, with the neighbor like one who was going out and he said right these trees that are coming down he said do you say it's 700 quid and he said actually it's 750 and it's like okay well you know 50 pounds difference maybe there's misunderstanding but you know 50 pounds not 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 the end yeah. of the world and so he goes out and then the gardeners come in they, they cut down with these trees and you know everything's good and then Anthony gets this text from the neighbor and it says, Hey, Anthony, hope you're happy with the tree work today. My account number is, you know, such and such. And then he said, feel free to contribute whatever you feel the job is worth. Okay. Now he's already said it was 700 to Anthony's wife. He told Anthony it was 750, you know, specifically yeah. for the trees on his side. Yeah. Okay. And so he said, contribute whatever you feel the job is worth. Now, Anthony, he's not, a, you know, he's not thinking, well, you know, I'm going to shortchange these guys. Um, you right. know, he's like, well, the guy said it was 700. Then he said it was 750. But, you know, good neighbor. I'm not going to you know, argue with that. I'll just give him the 750. Right. That's what I and would so, do. OK. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You think that's that's all good. And then a few days later, it actually takes like a few days, even though the money's gone in, you know, bank transfer. Uh, Anthony, you know, he pays his bills. Uh he got this note back, said, hey, Anthony, you know, it's all by text. You know, these guys don't talk often. It says, hey, Anthony, thank you very much for your more than generous contribution. You must let us contribute next time you get your hedges done. And then Anthony's like, this is a really weird situation. Like, you know, what, what the hell does he mean? Oh, I see. I think I know what happened. <laughs> yeah, so it uh... later transpires that 750 was the cost of the entire job, yes. including work done in their own garden that they had. Oh. Now, what should Anthony do at this point? Anthony should email and say, <laughs> actually, no, let me go to Tom. Let me go to Tom first, the, the picklet. Well... I think 
Anthony's the kind of person who can probably afford this because they they they're probably the type of person who doesn't submit expenses for 18 months and doesn't really feel the dent <laughs> at all so obviously money's not an issue here so you know just consider it a gift to the neighbor <laughs> i think i would email going oh i think there's been a bit of a misunderstanding i we had agreed to pay half the bill. And when you came over and said the price, we thought that was half the amount, you know? Yeah. So you would actually claim you the mean money like back. like a normal sane person would do. And also, if I were the neighbor that received the money, I would not, I would just go, uh, I think there's a misunderstanding here. You don't have to pay all the bill. We got yeah, some precisely. stuff in our own garden. So precisely. more what, than generous. Let me, I think there's a, you know, I think all you need to give us is 300 or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I didn't, but they obviously sound nice and they want to contribute to the hedges. So I would just uh, let them they do that. They sound nice. They've just said thank you for paying for the entire bill, including the work, yeah. extra work in our in our garden. Do you think Anthony is the type of person that's going to probably point it out? Because I think they probably should, because otherwise it's going to breed resentment. Yeah. Or you owe us that. 25 quid at least. Or, or and you know, Anthony owns these guys' asses now. No, I think it's the other way around. Mm. <laughs> I think he should get asked for the 325 quid back and then buy his two best mates who he runs a podcast with some presents. Hmm. Interesting. What Interesting. <laughs> so what what did Anthony actually end up doing? Um, can Anthony... you just... Can, yeah. Oh, okay. No, no. Wouldn't Anthony just eat, text Rob and go, hey, do you, you know, let's go for a beer or something? Like invite him out for a beer and just say, look, what? I had no, no, no idea. He's not, uh, no? no, he's not that close. They're not close. No, no. It's no. very little conversation between those, right. those two people. And that's the way we wanted to keep it. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. the neighbour obviously drinks real ale and walks around with a, with a barber and wellies, whereas Andrew's <laughs> yeah. like white trainers and... and Anthony, nylon. Anthony. Football so Anthony, Anthony's is, is white trainers and uh, nylon football shirts, right? But I'll, yeah, you could just cop it up to something like a lesson learned as well. I mean, I that's a I, fucking expensive lesson. Well, I I booked something at uh, Champanese when the you know when there was a break last summer, and then the uh, the lockdown came in, and they wouldn't give me my money back. Still haven't paid back. Ignored all my emails, everything, and that was five hundred quid for this you know the yoga retreat. So you know. Guess what? Never going namaste. to Champions again. Yeah. Yeah. Namaste, dudes. <laughs> exactly. But surely um, you've got a space on the, uh, you know, at the next one, right? No. Oh. Whoa. No, not at that's, all. That's small claims court then. Well, it could be. I couldn't be arsed. But <laughs> well, I'm it's going to cost you 50 quid, a bit of paperwork, and you'll get your money back. Yeah. But a lot of mental, you know, don't, yeah, I can that's afford it, not it? to. Yeah. What? What? I decided mental, to mental afford what? it. Fill in a form in. Yeah, if you want to do you it what, for me, if you want to do it for me, yeah, you want to be my twenty five percent. You can take it. Done. Okay, right. Send me the details. You're on. Okay. Done. Did we help? Did we help, Andy? Yeah, well, uh, I absolutely. Want to know what, so, so what, what did Anthony did, uh, do? So, who said about the? Uh, he's going to harbor resentment. I mean, because <laughs> uh, yeah, what what did happen was like the following day, Anthony noticed they had uh, pizza delivery delivered. Uh, and they never get, you know, takeout, uh, unlike Anthony. <laughs> and Anthony was like, oh, so they're enjoying fucking pizza on 
on his uh-huh. money, right? Uh huh. <laughs> Enjoying that pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> Free, was it? <laughs> you can afford takeaways now, can you? Yeah. Yeah. But having good neighbors is a good thing, right? It is important. Yeah, it's a it's a nightmare to have neighbors you don't get on with. Yeah, that is a really really bad nightmare. So, I've seen. So that. Anthony's done nothing. He's done absolutely nothing. He's he's chucked it down to a. Uh, unfortunately, Anthony's wife didn't uh, find it as amusing as Anthony did. Um, I, yeah. I can't imagine why. I, what's going to happen though next time there are more trees to be removed on their property or to be trimmed? Is he going to come over and say, "Hey, I'm getting my trees removed or <laughs> yeah. downed"? I think uh, the phrase "trim your a bit own more, fucking bush" is going to come to mind. Need yeah. a bit of wonga. Yeah, I'd be surprised if uh, if they like I say he, they they did say, "Oh, you must let us contribute next time you get the hedges done." So um, po- yeah, contribute. I'm, yeah. I'm incredulous at this. I have to say. So what would you do? You'd go over and say, give me my money back. No, I'd say there's been some misunderstanding. Yeah. Would you wear a football shirt when you do it just to sort of add to the effect of, you know? No, I'd, I'd go around shirtless. <laughs> With your bulldog tattoo showing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, with uh, you know, kind one of, of the bulldog's brew. eyes. One you of the will bulldog's like eyes me when I'm angry. Is. That's what I would do. Just Clint Eastwood it out. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was. This well, we're week. definitely going to invite you on to Sticky Pickles at some point. That was <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We want to find that out. That was this week's Sticky Pickles, which was an unexpected one. Sticky pickle of the week. Sticky pickle of the week. Sticky pickle of the week. Anyway, time for the world's fastest tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. We always play that one twice. Tweet of the week. Andy, I think this is you. Uh, no, oh, or me. It's it's now me because the show notes have just said so. Uh, so very infosec miles at infosec miles tweet of the week. Uh, this one's quite close to our hearts. Do cyber criminals need three to five years experience, a degree, and a CISP for entry level crime? Uh, yes, I think they do. I think they do. Tweet of the week. <laughs> that just went right over my head. Okay, good. Right. I think we are done. Thank you very much, Carol, for your time today. Yes. All, all of it. It's billable now, isn't all it? It's two yeah. and a quarter it's hours. Be yeah. Yeah, exactly. I thought th- a half hour, no problem. I'm happy to do that. A half hour for a one hour show? Not bad, maths, <laughs> then. Not bad. I, I see the North American education system is still holding up strong. Uh, yes, Carol, thank you so much for joining us. It was fun. A, thank you for a having me. A sense of class and education that uh, Jav never brings. I was going to say he always brings. So I'm glad oh, to oh take, yeah, yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. That too. Um, and Andy, thank you very much. Stay secure, my friends. Stay secure. <laughs> You've been listening to the Smashing Unknown Oops. Yeah, let's do that one. You've been listening to the Smashing Unknown Podcast with Andy, Graham, and Tom. No. Nope. If you like it. <laughs> Let's not do that one. We're wow. The... <laughs> that was when Graham wow. was on. Wow. <laughs> I've forgotten about that What one. a fucking blow, boys. <laughs> Holy shit. That's like, that's like a slap across the face that's with a you-know-what. Cock slap. You've been listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, comment and subscribe. 
If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. Worst episode ever. R slash smashing security. Christ, that was a slog. It really was. I don't know. Oh, my days. <laughs> <sighs>